Hello everybody and welcome back once again to our Knowledge Group podcast as we offer a forward look at what speakers intend to cover at upcoming Knowledge Group webcasts. So this time, turning our attention to the upcoming live webcast titled Beyond Emails and Documents and we'll be offering some best practices for modern ESI collection and preservation. So June 1st at 3pm Eastern Standard Time is when we're going to kick this webcast off. And registration for this, be it live or on demand, made free courtesy of our sponsor. Page Freezer is the sponsor for this webcast, making the recording of this webcast as well as the live event itself completely free to listen to. More information about how to register for this webcast, more information about our sponsor Page Freezer as well, found in the description box down below. You'll also find some information about our speakers and the full agenda for this event, where we'll be hearing from Peter Wexler today, founding partner at the Wexler Law Group LLC, as well as Brett Burney, principal of Burney Consultants LLC, as we'll be hearing what they intend to cover on this webcast. So let's turn things over to them right now. Thank you. Uh, My name is Peter Wexler. I'm the founding member of the Wexler Law Group, LLC, in Miami, Florida. Uh, The points that I'll be covering today uh, will be starting is, what is a legal hold in the ESI world? And what I mean by that is every litigation involves e-discovery and ESI. And on the top of that is the obligations uh, for uh, both sides in the uh, discovery and the litigation process to issue what's called legal holds. And a legal hold is basically a letter or a communication to your client or the IT department or to various custodians who may have important documents to cease and stop the automatic destruction and erasing of documents that you may have on a systematic basis. In other words, uh, you put up a stop sign. No more destruction of documents until we tell you. And why is this important? Since it's important to preserve documents that may be relevant uh, to the other side or even to yourselves as to uh, what's important in the litigation process and what you want into evidence or what the other side wants into into evidence. And uh, the question always arises is what events trigger the sending out of the legal hold? Obviously, when you get served with a summons and complaint, uh, that's uh, the very minimum of a legal hold that should go out immediately to uh, all the relevant parties that may have uh, documents uh, relevant. And the uh, the important uh, word is relevant uh, out there. Um, and uh, But the case law indicates uh, that the sending out of a legal hold can come before you get served with litigation. There may be discussions going on between the parties as to try to settle cases. There may be threats of litigation. There may be similar um, uh, litigation around the country to the one that uh, you have. And therefore, obligations and timing of sending out legal hold communications or letter 
may arise earlier than the filing of a lawsuit against a particular uh, corporation or individual. Uh, I'll also be discussing who's the legal hold go to. Well, that's a little complicated. Uh, certainly it goes to uh, the IT department, uh, either your client or the other side, uh, with an appropriate legal hold letter, and there are a lot of things contained in the legal hold letter, but it should go to all custodians that may have relevant documents uh, that may be important to this litigation. Um, and um, so you have to make sure uh, you just can't send out a legal hold letter to whoever and just sit back and say, I've accomplished my obligation. Uh, no, your obligation just started. You have to make sure the custodians who received it understand it. You have to follow up on it. You have to explain it to them and um, things, of that uh, things of that nature. Um, sanctions and consequences of uh, botching up the legal hold letter. Well, if you botch it up or uh, don't uh, send it out in a timely manner, there are consequences, especially in the federal court system with the amendments to the new rules of civil procedure, particularly uh, Rule 37E, where the court has uh, more ammunition to, um, uh, to issue sanctions for not preserving documents. And usually documents are not preserved and are destroyed when legal hold letters are not sent out or not sent out properly. And the, uh, the last issue is the importance of the legal hold. Uh, there are various courts that have issued opinions that the failure to issue a legal hold letter is gross negligence. Gross negligence, not ordinary negligence, but gross negligence. You have um, in the famous Zubalake uh, opinion starting in 2003 with uh, Judge Shira Scheinling from the Southern District of New York, who wrote five or six opinions in that case, uh, including the importance of legal holds and destruction of documents. And then you had Andrew Peck, also from the Southern District of New York, who also was of the opinion that the failure to uh, issue uh, important and relevant legal hold letters is gross negligence. Both uh, uh, Justice Scheinling and Justice Andrew are probably... Uh, the two most uh, justices on the cutting edge of e-discovery. They're both retired from the court. They're both in uh, prestigious law firms doing uh, e-discovery matters and uh, speaking about it. So those are the points that uh, we will be going over when I uh, present the, uh, the talk and the uh, slides that I will be uh, uh, presenting. Thank you. Hi, my name is Brett Bernie, and I am an independent e-discovery consultant with Bernie Consultants, and I regularly work with folks that are required to collect information from a variety of sources when it comes to electronic information. So what we say ESI today, electronically stored information, 
pretty much any litigation matter that you're going to be involved in today is going to involve electronic information of some kind. I mean, I find a lot of lawyers will not get information in electronic format. They might get a PDF of an email, for example. But the original native file is an email or a spreadsheet or a presentation of that kind. Well, in most cases, exactly what Peter just went through, we talk about legal holds and, you know, we're, we're comfortable with the idea of saying don't delete a document, for example, or don't delete an email. But in today's world, in addition to regular native files, Word documents, PDF files, and, of course, email messages, today we're looking at things that are a little more stranger <laughs> in the sense that social media posts, you know, that can come and go or they could be modified by somebody adding a comment or text messages from mobile devices today. Or today what we see, of course, over this past year, a lot of collaboration platforms like Slack and Microsoft Teams where people can post all kinds of information and communicate in different ways. And there's a lot of information that is collected there or created there that may need to be preserved or put on hold, as Peter was discussing there. Uh, so this presentation, we're going to go through some of the tools, namely a tool called Page Freezer that can help you and assist you in making sure that you are competent and comfortable with the tools that are available out there so that when you come up against some of these scenarios, like Peter was describing there, with talking with your client, helping them to understand the importance of preserving this information, then you've got a good understanding of the tools that are available there so that you can help your client and work with them there. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. As we look forward to seeing you June 1st at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Never fear if you're not able to make it live. We are recording this event and making it available on demand and both the live event itself and the recording are made available completely free of charge courtesy of this webcast sponsor. Page Freezer is our sponsor for this webcast. More information about them found in the description along with some information about our speakers, the full agenda and how to register and listen in to this webcast. So we look forward to seeing you June 1st and until that time, take care and bye for now.